Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Deadly Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT Tibet. AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, uh, joined by Michael Hamflet. Um, I'm on my computer, and he is on the other side. Uh, <laughs> apologies for any uh, slight audio issues. Uh, but Hamflet, we are well and truly in WrestleMania's season, and that is reflected in tonight's SmackDown. Yes. Um, do not confuse my lack of enthusiasm for this tremendous SmackDown on the road to WrestleMania with a lack of enthusiasm for WWE writ large. As you've alluded to there, um, I am working from home today. So the sound of my croaky voice is not to put people off. I've got a call, but I've not got COVID. I'm working from home because I'm waiting for a plumber. But I do sort of, I'm still in my dressing gown, right? The chips are going to be ordered about three quarters of the way through this podcast to come for dinner. So I really need the plumber to come at like one o'clock. So all those things are kind of circling in my mind before we even get to the wrestling. <laughs> uh, the listeners, for their benefit, because this is an audio medium, and thank Christ it's not a video one, because nobody deserves to see what you're staring back at. Um, the is out of sync, and the connection occasionally cuts off, or the audio just disappears because the computer has an epi when we try and speak without yeah. bollocks. So, aye, for the listeners, there's your layout for why all of this might not sound our usual Giddy Friday self. But needless to say, in spite of a what looks like an undercooked card on paper, I have optimism that SmackDown will deliver in the way that the last few have. Have we ever told the story about our pandemic-era SmackDown recordings? about how sometimes, unbeknownst to the listeners, where there may be a, a slight edit halfway through because there'd be a at the door. <laughs> yeah, I think we have. But just as, as a reminder, because then it fills, gets us close to the ad break without only one match to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, we used to do this. We're recording now as we speak at about 11 o'clock on Friday morning. And we used to do this sometimes a little bit later than that. Uh, and it would roll into about 12. Mm -hmm. And... I would be obviously working from home. But at this point in the, the pandemic era, God, all of it was dreadful. My wife had been back in work in the office. So Friday was very much like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just sit in by myself 
until she leaves the house. And then I go, way chips at midday, Greg's for breakfast, some bonus dinner before she gets in the house. And then we get a second dinner and I pretend I haven't had the first dinner. Oh my God, my life's falling apart. <clears throat> and um, I, the, the chips would land typically as we were kind of like heading down that home straight. And Christ, smack down in early 2021. Even the top headline stuff wasn't that exciting. So I don't even think about what the home straight was. I was like, muting the podcast or muting my microphone to go and answer the door but i'd may have just as well as meet with yours for how much i wanted to actually think about what we had to watch later that night anyway Hamlet, um pretty exciting in the thunderdome because like how are bianca belair and sasha banks going to get along <laughs> i don't care willborn i've got sausage and chips on the table mate i still remember uh one of my main pa- pandemic memories uh because like many people I put on quite a bit of weight during the pandemic because you couldn't go anywhere and you're eating terribly and everyone was very sad, understandably. Um, so I started a little podcast with my uh, friend. You can still go and check it out, Men Lose Weight. Um, and being the most live, and that thing in the ground that covers, of the the four lads who uh, who did the podcast, it was generally more for me about getting into shape than losing, you know, vast amounts of weight. But even yeah. so, I was trying to, you know, be part of the team. But also, it was cheating a little bit, and it doesn't help. You know, it would be weird just for me to suddenly turn my camera off halfway through this call, Hamlet. But we were recording once, and uh, my wife, Anne Louise, was was getting peckish. So she she uh, sorted it out. And halfway through the podcast, as we're there going, yeah, man, um, got some uh, got some good walks in, and uh, was able to go outside and get some good kilometres down and what have you, and that's really helped. And I've... You know, I've tried to kick the habit of eating an entire packet of biscuits to, you know, <laughs> drown my sorrows on a Wednesday night or whatever it may be. Halfway through the podcast, there's this tray just came in with battered sausage and chips on oh it. My God. The boys were like, what you got there then, Adam? And I was like, uh, nothing. <laughs> right, hang on. Before we uh, just eat. Hang on. Oh give, me, give me two minutes. Yeah, yeah give me two minutes. Yeah. Uh, do I want to add? Yeah, of course I want to add that. Uh, oh, a free bread bun if my order goes over a fiver, so we'll just get a second chip. Um, and buy now, right? 25 minutes. I am fully invested in the SmackDown. Let's go. Um, a big match as part of WrestleMania Susan takes place tonight. Obviously, controversy on last week's show with the fail five way to determine who faces Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania. It is now. Best friends clashing yet again, uh, hopefully for another banger. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And I say this with all the love in the world and actually in anticipation of, even though it might not be necessarily the cleanest of ways to go about it, I'm not expecting a straightforward finish here. And I'm kind of willing that to happen because I want the triple threat for WrestleMania, if I'm honest. Yeah, WWE, this would typically be them booking themselves into a corner because they want to do the three-way mm-hmm. it'll all be very non-committal and it'll all be very sort of right how can we get out of giving people what they want and if those if that sounds like i'm being cynical coming soon to what culture wrestling is a list i've done collecting the uh thoughts of w- xwb writer dave Schilling. i saw this yeah there was some really great insights on twitter and i picked some of the best ones to be able to feature for an article um and that'll drop whenever it drops might be close to wrestlemania i don't know but in one of them, you remember the Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle retirement match. We were both in the building for it. Yeah. And every writer, everybody in the room was brave enough to say to Vince, okay, boss, but the fans are going to hate it. And 
I won't make your censorship job even harder considering that these Google podcasts take about four hours to drop in. Vince said, F them, basically. Um, And these triple threats used to reek of that feeling, that energy. This is very different. This is very, very different. Last week's finish was, I think, like an earnest attempt to give you that convincing double pin. You had the reason for two referees. You had two finishes get hit. You had two pinfalls get counted. And you had a bunch of fans chanting for the match. Triple threat. Triple threat chant, yeah. Yeah, like, so you had the best version of what has typically been a kind of backdoor solution. So the last thing I want tonight is for both men to go through the barrier at ringside and it be a double count out. Like, I want to see WWE, and more specifically, I guess, Triple H, test himself creatively on this. Like, how Gunther, we know, wants a match and probably just wants one or the other. Mm-hmm. And we can maybe infer that he probably wants Drew a bit more than he wants Sheamus, but, like, either way, he wants an opponent and he probably doesn't want both. So you can't have it in that way that, like, that terrible thing where Gunther or Imperium cause a DQ and that MPS is like, you haven't thought this all the way through. Triple threat. And Gunther's like, oh, no. How couldn't have I known this was coming from every single time this has happened in wrestling history? I don't want Gunther to be that stupid, right? Neither do I want Sheamus and Drew to get counted out going through, spearing each other through a barrier. Mm-hmm. Pierce to go, you both fought too hard for this. You're both going to WrestleMania because then it's like Gunther versus two losers. Yeah. I don't know what the creative way to get into this. So all I can think of is um, Drew and Sheamus have this, like, epic, but it has to deliver. Like, I would put it on last. I would have it go through a couple of commercial breaks and just be this honest-to-God blood and thunder epic. Like, use the bells and whistles like the tables if you want, but try and really keep it to be a mano-a-mano, like a gentleman's agreement of a fight, basically where they're ready to beat each other to death. But even if one of them is on their deathbed, it's like, sorry, I killed you, but you know the Intercontinental title is really important. And then mm. the person goes, yeah, I get it. Okay, and their eyes close and they're dead forever. Like, <laughs> I want to be that feeling in the air, but both of them do it to each other. And you get that um, Claymore yeah. kick. The universe explodes when both men connect. And the like. you do the first ever convincing double down and the ref counts to 10, and they're both out. Oh, I thought you were going to say their arms flop onto each other. Well, no, because, again, that would make them losers. I don't want double pins. Okay. Like, I want them to be counted out, like, the last man standing rules, but of both men, and then Gunther to believe, I've uh, got myself out of trouble here, and they've both knackered themselves out. And Adam Pearce to be like, are you kidding? That was, like, one of SmackDown's greatest matches. I will solve this problem, and I will solve it next week. And then they're both put in the match out of like out of this like this the, the week is like a week of telling the story of how this match was a classic and the feeling like you want the fans to think that both men deserve it. Yeah. Like the both men, oh neither man deserves to lose out here. This is not fair. How can we pick between the two? And eventually the solution is both get to go. Yeah, you're right. I've been thinking about this match and only doing well, I don't want that to happen. One of the ones you haven't mentioned is I don't want, for example, a claymore from Drew, he pins Sheamus, but Sheamus puts his foot on the bottom rope, but the referee doesn't see it. So next week he comes back and goes, you're not very good at your job. And- oh, no, yeah. They, they, they do do. It's fraught with danger on something that has otherwise been quite credible. And again, like another WrestleMania program that has been well built in a series of them. 
But, and I know this may be controversial, and this takes me back to a, a time when we were reviewing NXT in the pandemic, or maybe even before the pandemic, perhaps. Because I agree, him sending him Imperium down and getting them both disqualified and saying neither man won, and then Pierce saying, well, neither man lost. So they're both going to WrestleMania is bad. But I think I teased this, possibly even on the SmackDown review at the start of this week, that I had an idea, mm -hmm. uh, yes. and I'm calling it the Roderick Strong principle. Because okay. if you cast your mind back to NXT, when Roderick Strong was North American champion, he had both uh, Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee going after him. And he looked yes. at them both, and he went, one-on-one, -on -one, I can't beat either of those men. But they've got such a grudge feud that if I get them both disqualified and they both qualify, they'll almost cancel each other out. And maybe, just maybe, I've got a shot at surviving. And I think that's what happened. It's been yeah. a long time in my brain soup, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I quite like the idea, and maybe this is me, WWE, braining it a little bit too much and giving them far too much credit. I quite like the idea of Imperium being sent down to get a double disqualification. But because he thinks, I fought Sheamus and I only just got out of that alive, and I've seen what Drew McIntyre can do as well. But those two are going to be so obsessed with beating the crap out of each other to become Intercontinental Champion that maybe, just maybe, I can fly off the top rope once one of them has been claymored or whatever and get the pinfall. So I don't know, maybe I'm giving them too much credit there, but I I was a defender of that fact when it, I remember when it happened in NXT and yeah. on a very few occasions I was proved correct. I like that, you know. And I, you've actually, you've given me... I think we're going to come to a like a, a compromise here on what the actual booking is going to be hmm. because I like that and I like that mindset as well because it's easy to apply that onto a heel title holder, even one like Gunther and hmm. the, fact that the challenges are quite similar in this regard as well. What about if we have the hard fought Drew and Sheamus match and Gunther has that strategy, but he sends Imperium in to do the dirty work and Adam Pearce is so raging about this transgression that he decides there and then that even though Drew and Sheamus are knackered, if they can beat Imperium in a tag team match right here, right now on SmackDown, Ooh. they both get in. And Gunther's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I couldn't have foreseen this circumstance coming upon me. And, like, Imperium lose. And, like, Drew and Sheamus have still won their way into the match, but it's not been for the want of Gunther. Mm kind of trying to think about it another way yes it's going to be very interesting because i sense shenanigans like you say very interesting see how the papa itch regime deals with this because we all know like you say how the vince regime would have done this yeah um before we get to sammy Zayn and, and jay Uso, because that's the other really big thing uh on this week's show following on from last week's show just looking at wrestlemania now mm -hmm. and looking at the likes of the viking raiders and and uh, Braun and Ricochet. How many more WrestleMania matches do you think they're going to put on? There's some we can sort of infer. We'll talk about Ray and Dom in a bit. But, like, do you think we're going to... Because I'm looking at, the, like, the SmackDown side of things, and there's obviously not that many SmackDown matches going on this. You know, yes, Jay, the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are probably going to go on there as well. And, yes, we're going to get Ray and Dom. But yeah. you've got... The world champion, who's kind of on both shows and is going to be on Raw, of course, next week. Mm. But the IC title, and you've got a, a match I'm getting more and more anxious about by the week, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think um, 
I don't think there's a lot more to go onto the WrestleMania card, regardless of if it's Raw or SmackDown. But I think a little bit of that is by design because last year, it might have not been the first one, but it's certainly the first one I remember because it was obviously definitely, definitely post-pandemic. And because me and you got the benefit of Phil Chambers and Simon Miller being there, they mm -hmm. did SmackDown WrestleMania before the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So Madcap Moss, of course, famously won the uh, Andrew the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, there was a um, remember there was like a ricochet intercontinental title gauntlet or something, a triple threat, wasn't it? I think, yeah. And uh, and then obviously, they did the Hall of Fame afterwards, and it just made it elevated SmackDown as a reason for people to attend because there was already going to be fans in town. But you know, there's like a very, very competitive Ring of Honor show happening somewhere else, and I think like they are probably from a SmackDown perspective thinking of stuff that isn't really. WrestleMania main card worthy, but is the kind of stuff you can dress up. It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of these names you've just listed are in the Andre, which then takes place on SmackDown. Mm. Um, I think you've got, rather than fuse at this point, I think you've got a, and I'm impressed, and I, this is a compliment to this, this specific WrestleMania card, especially because it's over two nights. Um, it's not at the moment looking like a card with a load of indulgence on it. Mm -hmm. Like, it is feeling, again, like, I love that, like, everybody potentially gets a payday and gets the feeling of walking out in the stadium and all of that. But there is an element where, like, WrestleMania should, was kind of preserved in its quality by it being a meritocracy. Mm. And the big matches were on the big stage, and that was it. And the big stories that weren't there. And there was always things that snuck on. But, like, I love Ricochet and Braun Strowman's act right mm. now, right? But, like, they're not really in a program, despite being a great act, they're not really in a program that warrants yeah. WrestleMania-level presentation. So if you can get them in a big match for WrestleMania SmackDown, fine. Like, if you can get them in a number one contenders match, the winner fights the winner of the Usos versus Kevin and Sammy at Backlash, whatever. Like, put stakes on it if you want. That's perfect for that card. And it's a SmackDown show. So I could well see, like, look at this dreadful, miserable women's division, like, underneath Charlotte Flair and um, Rhea Ripley. Ronda Rousey remains a doubt. So her and Shayna's stuff feels like it's stop-start. Shotty's got now on. Natalia's got now on. Like, Raquel Rodriguez has got nothing on, and that's a real shame for her. She feels like one of them people that's just been, like, lost out to timing. If yeah, yeah. Like, she, like, there's, you could easily run uh, a women's battle royal that she could win and it's like a token gesture basically so i kind of think the reason why smackdown's offering less to that card is because it's going to give something to this friday show instead mm. because if i'm not mistaken like wasn't last year's show kind of criminal in how little content yes. it actually delivered like i know there's a hall of fame that people have bought the tickets for but in reality you could probably do with putting on a better show as well mm. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, you mentioned it there, actually, Hamlet. Are you concerned that Ronda Rousey is going to miss WrestleMania? Because I'm looking at this card, obviously, and you've got that six women tag match. Not said which night it's going to be on. Mm. Oh, Seth from Rollins and Logan Paul is apparently going to be night one. That's okay. a nice thing to discover today. Uh, but yeah, you've got Damage Guitarl facing Trish, Lita, and Becky, but not for any of the the you know women's tag belts or anything like that. Yeah. And it's amazing to think in the last six months we've gone from, well, it's going to be Ronda and Becky for a world title on one of the two nights to, all right, maybe no title, but it'll be Ronda and Becky to, yeah. all right, it's tag stuff, but it's Ronda and Shayna versus Becky and Lita to maybe they're not going to do that. Like, it's a big concern, this, in terms of considering where, you know, what has been less than 18 months since Ronda yeah. came back. I would argue that it's a big deal, but it's not a big concern, and that's the problem. Mm. Like, I'm very mindful that Ronda Rousey isn't on the card, but as a fan, I'm not that concerned. Like, her character just hasn't felt what it was, and there's been, a, like, a lot of... It's a, it's a two-pronged thing, this. I think there's been a lot of promotional malpractice with Ronda, but I don't really think enough of her matches have fought for themselves. And I don't necessarily think that she's been as locked in as she maybe once was. Mm. And ultimately, both sides, that's going to have a snowball effect on each side, isn't it? Like, the less she sees from them, the less she's maybe going to want to put into it. And the less she puts in, the less they're going to give her. And mm. it just... This thing like this kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy has led us to this point where, if anything, the person I'm concerned about is like to get us back to a conversation that me and you were very familiar with having is Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Because that tag team felt like a lock for something important. And that that was at least a kind of saving grace if you're a Baszler fan, and there were lots of them out there. So I'm kind of concerned for her because 
understandably, they've hitched the two of them together, and now it might just come to nothing for Beasley yet again. So that's yeah. a game. But Rousey, I don't know. I mean, if you if you did a flash title change tonight and Rousey beat Charlotte Flair and it's Rousey versus Rhea Ripley, I'm all the way in. Like, yeah. they're, they are not short of ways to instantly remind you just who the hell Ronda Rousey is, but I'm not sure there's the motivation either side to really do that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this Ronda Rousey injury. All the latest reports, kind of similar to Bray Wyatt, seem to suggest they're injured now, but in a fortnight, they probably should be all right. Um, so yeah, maybe they do, like you say, uh, the, the the six woman on night one and on, on night two, they do the tag title match with, with yeah. Ronda and Shayna, which I'd be up for. Um, but like you say, it just feels like an incredibly watered-down version of what we were anticipating. Uh, even around like rumble season um and as well just just on that we're talking on this podcast about two programs that have been built for upwards of six months that still don't have match graphics because that's how you tell stories yeah like we are arriving at the matches when it is the logical time like we know the matches are happening but the mere fact that the matches are yet to be announced is part of the story. Yeah. Developing and moving up the gear story-wise, you've got to do that with, say, Rousey. You've got to do that in three weeks, less than two weeks. You've got to do that in two weeks, three episodes. And, like, that would... that. There's a reason why so much stuff feels fake and rushed. It's because it is. Mm. So I'm not even sure I'm advocating for it at this point. I'm not, I've no idea if this is even comes on speakers, but I'm going to try this. Can you hear this? I can only hear it out of being so familiar with the highest peak of Tamina's voice. I did lean back on my chair as is tradition, just in yeah. case. Yeah, I'll play that game. But if, if let's say they say, you know what, Becky's not going to do double duty, mm-hmm. Ronda, we are going to have you on the card, nevertheless, either in tag team action, if the first one we picks part of the tag team, or in singles action. I've got the uh, WWE alumni page open in front of me. Ah. I'll play this game. Useful. Yeah, we're going to play again. So I'm just, and in fact, with, with Ronda Rousey, normally we'd go, obviously, uh, if you pick someone, it would be weird to have, you know, uh, a, an intergender match. Not with Ronda, she can get anyone in AS. So I'm scrolling through the alumni page, Michael Hamper. Tell me when to yeah. stop and give me a number between one and four. And that is who Ronda Rousey is going to face at WrestleMania. Perfect. Glad, glad we finally finished it. Solved WWE's problem there. Stop one. <laughs> It's an intergender match. What we got? And uh, all I can say is, you know, I think it's fair to say, Hamlet, that um, the mood around Ronda Rousey has been dampened somewhat. Okay. You know, the excitement around her, maybe obviously not at the levels as it was for, let's say, WrestleMania 34, for example. Yeah. Um, but all I can say about this match is get hyped because it's Mojo Rawley versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> And that's a bit Vincey as well, isn't it? Rawley versus Rousey. He'd quite like that. He would like, he'd like the alliteration a lot. And Mojo Rawley has that weird, um, his only big WrestleMania stuff has been as a result of like big celebrity involvement because of his friendship with Gronk. Yeah. So this would be like, look, we know you've got connections. We need you for Rousey. Okay, boss. And back he comes. Yeah. Yeah. Rousey and Rousey and Shayna versus Rawley and Gronk. I actually I'm 100% invested in that. Let's go. Yeah, I want to watch that. Like I need to see I need to see those two men in the ring absolutely screaming for their lives. Let's go. Uh now we'll talk about one of the biggest stars heading into WrestleMania 
in a few minutes. But before we get to Dominic Mysterio, we've got to talk about bloody Sami Zayn. Uh, mm-hmm. Due to confront Jay Uso tonight, we've got one, two, three, four episodes effectively after this of TV yeah. to set up. Yeah, like you say, the match that we kind of know and expect to happen, which is Usos versus KO and Sami for the, all the tag title belts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, is tonight going to... Obviously, you had the brilliant stuff with Cody last week. You've got Cody and Roman set for Raw, so maybe neither of them makes an appearance here. Yeah. And it's all the spotlight on these two or these two and possibly more members of the bloodline. Um, is tonight the night? Basically, I'm going to ask this for the next couple of weeks regarding <laughs> KO and Sammy. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it's they are, they're at an advan- advantageous point now because it's kind of the opposite of the Ronda Rousey thing. If you needed to set something up for Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, you've got two, what, three episodes to do it? Mm. Like, we are good to go. It's just when you decide to drop the last key moments with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the Usos. Sami and Jay having a face-off tonight is great because the last time they were together, Jay beat the piss out of Sami because he was revealing that he was making his choice and he was joining Jimmy. On last week's show, Jay was clearly all about the brotherhood with Jimmy more than he was the bloodline with Roman, clearly. Mm-hmm. And we got that fantastic involvement of Cody because Cody is just enough of an outlier that the Usos can convincingly club together to beat him up and Sammy can make the save to do yeah. the right yeah. thing. Yeah. I like that these two can share screen without resorting to violence. Sammy does. Sammy knows Jay and doesn't need to ask him why. And he doesn't need to be that thick baby face and be like, why did you do it? You know, I thought we were, he probably will because it's WWE, but he mm-hmm. doesn't, at this point in the story, he doesn't really need to say, why did you do it? Because we all know we can infer and we can see what is at the core of Jay Uso's motivations at this point. Yeah. Similarly, Jay Uso, now that he's actually perpetrated the attack on Sammy, doesn't really need to explain it, even though he probably will a bit because it's WWE. He doesn't need to just lay it all out to Sammy of like, we were together all this time. You can see the pressure I'm under. Why did you put the pressure on me? Because as we discussed on the SmackDown review last week, Jay is now taking out his frustrations on Roman on Sammy. This always trickles down. Like, it takes a lot to be brave enough to fight the person at the heart of the abuse, and that person is Roman. And it is Cody that is going to ultimately kind of unlock this puzzle mm. for everybody. But the first piece of that is the tag team match, which will be in the main event of night one the night before. Um, well, I'm going to here is that I would quite like this to be understated. If possible. Mm. I would have no problem with this resort, this face-off resort into violence and Jay saying something along the lines of, Sammy, we all know what we're doing here, but the one thing you don't have that I do in this game is a brother. I will always fight because I'll always have a brother to fight for. Mm. And as brothers, we fight anyone and everyone. And who's had fight anyone and fight everyone written on his T-shirts all these years? And the Usos beat down. And then, like, make a mention earlier if you want that Cody isn't there, because I think that's a useful detail. Cody has proven himself the babyface hero that comes out and saves the day just to do the right thing. He's a good guy. So make it clear that Cody isn't there, as clear as you possibly can. And that, like, the Usos even say it. Do the exposition. Like, you haven't got your white knight Cody Rhodes tonight. Like, 
you haven't got anyone to fight for you in the way that we will always fight for each other. You might know that this is wrong, but you fight for your brothers, like, and look at you now, like you're all alone. And then we get the music and we get the, the euphoric moment. I don't need it tonight because I do think you've got at least one more Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. to deliver it. And I also think there's something to be said for folding them together with Cody and Roman on Monday. Mm. I think, like, if there's any doubters out there that still feel like this is like a kind of a runners-up prize for Sami Zayn, which I don't think it is, but if there's anybody out there that still does, I still, like, if you were to fold those two things together on Raw with Roman, I think that would wash away. So I don't necessarily need it tonight, but I, I'll I'll be happy if it happens. Yeah, I can't decide whether the the six man on a go home show oh is God. a good idea or not because I don't yeah. want to blow your load for WrestleMania. But also, I think it could do an absolute monster number for either Raw or SmackDown. If I'm honest, got to be Raw, hasn't it? That yeah, but I also think, well, as much as I'd like to see that tonight, they may because they're quite good let's be honest right now at doing these sorts of things particularly with this storyline and another one we're about to get into i think they might slow play it so like you say maybe we do get the cathartic bit on raw because you could do a nice mirroring of the conclusion i'm not saying this may necessarily has to go in the main event slot i quite like the idea of drew and sheamus depending on the shenanigans you decide on main eventing here mm. a nice mirroring of what happened with ko on monday of like he's all alone and yeah. It's just a, a a body being dragged to the ring whilst the bloodline stands over him. And it's like, you know, really obviously hammering home, blatantly making it obvious, but when WWE not done that. But yeah, I sense it's probably not going to be a good night for Sami Zayn this. But yeah, you don't need any more exposition as to why he did it. It's clearly obvious. I did it because I had to. Roman's a gaslighting brick. I wish there was one more baby face that was logically folded into this story at this point. Because I think my preference rather than the six man would be an eight man uh, where you give the win to Solo Sokoa on the go home. Ooh. But win and the baby faces are kind of a more divided version than the heels. But it's more about, say if it was like, I know it's not because he's out, it's too late to just randomly drop him in. But you know how they kept mentioning now that like the finisher with the chair pretty much ruined Riddle. Yeah. So like Riddle had just come back on TV and he was like a fourth baby face that could take the pin on the go home. Oof. Like, there's your eight man and like Roman and like Roman and Cody have just missed each other and Jay and Sammy have just missed each other. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. it's easy with eight people out there to like come up with the right combinations, have this awesome chaos crowd brawl and then have solo pin riddle so that raw can go off the air with them. Um, is that oh, Irish commentator? I forget his name. On this, no less his day, St. Kevin Patrick's day, um, being oh, the one yeah. to, to take Raw off the air by saying that the bloodline are dominant, they cannot be stopped. WrestleMania could be 10 nights, let alone two, and the bloodline's dominance can't be stopped. Yeah. So, WrestleMania, that sort of thing. But I don't think there's time for that. Mm. Um, but that is literally the second best storyline in, in wrestling right now, only topped by yeah. Dom baiting his own father, Rey Mysterio, into having a match with him at WrestleMania. I wanted to bring this to your attention because we had it on the news the other day and I asked Andy about it. Mm. The big question is, and I sense it's going to be the elephant in the room uh, for quite a lot of these next five shows before WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Like, what does Dom have to do? How far is he going to have to take it for his dad finally to go, I'm going to beat the shit out of you at WrestleMania, you ungrateful little brat. 
Um, and, you know, we've sort of discussed this off air because we're nerds who love this sort of thing. <laughs> we've spoken about with Stidge, with Murray, you know, with, with all the what culture a lot. Like, what, what's the snapping point? Because he's pie-faced him. He said he's a deadbeat dad. He's ruined his Hall of Fame thing. You and I have speculated on potential, you know, Hall of Fame adjacent stuff. But shout out to DeJinx, D-A-J-N-X on Twitter, who um, followed us and tweeted us this question, especially saying, I think Dominic is going to rip the mask off of Ray and that will cause him to fight. Could that be the, the tipping point for you? I mean, it's one of the best ways to get to the match. And it also provides an opportunity. I don't know if WrestleMania is too soon or they try a backlash, but I feel like mask versus hair is where this ends. Now, whether or not that is because we've had recently, last week was the in the re-invoking of Eddie Guerrero. And then mm. if you remember, Dominic started folding the Eddie spots into the match to further like drive that home. So at the moment, which we called, I know that sounds like I'm making a joke about something else, but we did call before Dominic's turn that he was growing his hair out to look more mm -hmm. like the father he wished he had rather than the one he had, right? So, like, I like that they've kind of gone back to that, and I do think mask versus hair is the conclusion of this story, and Dominic's getting shaved for the ultimate, like, redemption here. But, like, this is a bit WWE-brained, but it feels like you could maybe save that. Like, it feels yeah. like you could maybe have Dominic win at WrestleMania to, to get that. Um, so Dominic taking if you're doing it as a one-off you get Dominic to take the mask now and you just step it up for Wrestlemania so I do like that um, I want like I want Conan getting destroyed at the Hall of Fame I, do. I know that sounds like cruel because we've seen him in recent years I think when he turned out for AEW um, we know that he's not like in the best health you only need to listen to his podcast to know that it's just like you know he's a figure that is so historic and has got such an amazing legacy mm. that, but he's like, he could almost be placed in a position of vulnerability if Dominic was to attack him. And I know that would be the latest possible moment that Ray would agree to the match. But isn't that kind of the point as well? Mm -hmm. Ray's like, I, I, Dominic, I, I just want to get to the Hall of Fame. If anything, I'm going to go to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to have my night and I'm going to go home. I don't even want to be at WrestleMania to watch you hang out with the Judgment Day when Finn's got his match and when Rhea's got her match, I can't watch that. I'm going to get my flowers on the Friday and I'm going to be gone by the Saturday. And Dominic's like, not that. <laughs> like, I I think I'm that on the hook for that, if nothing else, you know? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get right the way at showtime and this match isn't announced. And maybe, am I even now suggesting that the match doesn't happen, but the interaction does? Am I starting to think that, like, we don't get a match, but we get Ray? over Conan's fallen body on the Hall of Fame stage. Well, it's like a ring now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, at the Hall of Fame, over over his, like, mentor's body and screaming down that podium mic. Like, I'm not going to wrestle you, Dominic, but I'll be there at WrestleMania, and I know you will too. And it's that confrontation that is promised at Raw. It's Austin and Owens. Yeah. You are going to get exactly what you want, we're just not going to give you the specifics of what it is till it can be the most effective. Love it. Like, I, I don't know. There's, it's just, or he just taps into the right thing and like one more home invasion gets it over the line. You know, like they've been so creative with this that it's like you're encouraged to think about the different scenarios, but I'm like, I'm game for the developments. Mm. Completely. We've trusted this process since Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, WrestleMania 35. Exactly. Like we're four years deep at this point.
So I have absolutely no problem that this will get exactly, not just exactly where it needs to go, but exactly where we've said it'll go all along. Indeed. And the electric chair spot in the match, just like we always called, is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead on SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and Sid will be here a little bit later on to preview AW Rampage. Got Wrestle Culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way later on today as well. And me and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review Friday night SmackDown. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.